0: Yo, today's QOD is the harder a person works, the harder it is for them to surrender. Here we go. Welcome back to the Quote of the Day show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. We got Inky Johnson back on the show for your Motivation Monday. And today, he's talking about how the results that you're getting are the product of the hard work that you're willing to put in. Going that extra mile and the way that you treat other people. Inky Johnson, he's coming up.
1: And so me and my cousins created a routine, me and my three younger cousins. And so we're being, we're being like born into a family to where my grandmother and grandfather, my grandmother dropped out in the third grade, my grandfather dropped out in the fifth grade. They had 16 kids. Out of the 16, three went to college. Uh, three graduated high school, none went to college. Out of 16, three went, graduated high school. And so the expectation, extremely low. They didn't care if you went to college, They didn't care if you graduated high school. Like, they heard your little dreams, and it was all good. But it was like, yeah, man, we got a track record of dropouts. We got a track record of pipe dreams, right? And so when I said NFL, everybody's like, okay, Lil' Ink, I hear you. Yeah, but we'll see. He'll probably fizzle out when he gets to high school. And so I told my cousins, I said, okay, since we can't get signed up, we'll just come home every day. We'll play tackle football in the street. Street Streetlights pop on. Ten minutes before we got to go in the house, we'll get it in. And so we start doing it, routine. And one night we're in the street, we're getting after it, playing ball, street lights pop on, and it's a blue pickup truck at the corner, never forget it. And I had the ball in my hand, and so I stand on the sidewalk, and my three younger cousins stand on the opposite sidewalk. And so I'm looking at this truck, and I'm waving it by, because I'm like, man, I got a couple moves I want to put on these jokers before I got to go in the house. (laughs)
0: Like,
1: come on, man. And the guy starts driving really slow. And when he passes us, it's the first white guy we had ever saw in our neighborhood. And so when he opens his door to get out of his truck, every drug dealer take off running, gang members take <laughs> off. Running. They think he's the cops, right? <laughs> Nicest guy in the world. Walks over between our games, like, hey, man, would y'all like to play football on grass? And I'm like, brother, I would love that. Where you been, man? <laughs> like, this street getting rough. <laughs> he said, go get your parents, get your guardian. I run in the house, I get my uncle, JJ. I said, uncle, will you please come and speak to this gentleman? Uncle said, sure. Uncle walked outside, guy extended his hand. He said, hey, man, my name is Trey Hurst. He said, I don't even supposed to be over here. I brought a kid home, dropped him off after practice, just checking out the neighborhood. And I see these little knuckleheads playing tackle football in the street. He said, I run a program across town. I think if you brought the boys out, sign them up, great opportunity, it could really help them. My uncle's response was, Sir, we greatly appreciate it. He said, I hate to inform you, but we don't have the money for anything like that at this moment. He pointed at me, he said, Ink's mother, she's working a double shift at Wendy's single mom, she don't have it. He said, The other three, their fathers are in and out of the system. They don't have it. The coach, without any hesitation, says, I tell you what. You bring him to the park tomorrow, I'll sign him up, I'll pay for it with my own money. I'm like, man, he ain't even seen my spin move yet, man. <laughs> like, he ain't seen my moves yet, man. I'm like, what type of guy is this, right? Next day, my uncle brought us to the park. I stood in line beside him because I was intrigued by it. And I'm sitting there and I'm watching him take cash out of his own pocket. He's paying for me and my three younger cousins to play ball. And I wanted to understand not so much of the action. I wanted to understand why did he do it? And so one night when he had to take me home after practice, my mother couldn't get off for a shift. We ride up to my house and it's 125 Warren Street. And I get out of the truck, and I'm standing on the sidewalk, and he said, all right, Ink, I'll catch you tomorrow at practice. I said, all right, coach. I said, can I ask you something? He said, sure, what you got, Ink? I said, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but I really want to know. He said, man, I love you. Opened his door, got out of his truck, stood right in front of me, said, what you got? Shoot away. I said, why do you do what you do? And why do you live life the way that you live it? I said, because I want to know. He said, son, I'm gonna share something with you and I don't want you to ever forget it. And in the simplicity, it was yet profound. And all he said to me was, Ink, as long as you can live your life and make sure that somebody else's life is okay, he said, son, your life will always be okay. And he got in his truck and he left. And the way I processed it was, man, if I can annihilate like my ego, like I had a teacher, he was always on this submission of ego. Every single day walking this class, submission of ego, ink, kill off your ego, right? Because I grew up in in this environment to where I had to have an edge. I was never the biggest, never the fastest, never the strongest, never the most talented. But my advantage was I wasn't afraid of work. Right. Because I always felt as if you got to take my life before you take my drive. And if it's predicated upon hard work, well, that's something that we both can control. And I've, I've been on this quote that says through the eyes of a person, you can see their soul. And so if I'm working and you get to a point to where I know you've never been there before, I'm going to just annihilate you. And so if I could work for something, I firmly believe the harder a person works, the harder it is for them to surrender. And when a person doesn't have anything invested in what they do, it's easy for them to walk away from it or don't value it because they didn't sacrifice anything for it and it didn't cost them anything. I'm reminded of a story, right, about a a father and a son. And it's amazing because at the foundation of what this story was, this father was trying to find a babysitter, right, for his son. And so he couldn't. And he had to take his son to a conference with him. And so he told his son, I'm going to just sit you in the back of the room. I'm going to go to this conference. And I know you probably won't enjoy it. And the son's sitting there and a lady gets up to speak. And she's talking about impact, she's talking about service, talking about purpose. And the son loves it. After the conference they get home that night, son goes into the father's room and said, dad, man, I really enjoyed that. Dad said, that's cool. He said, I wanna do something to make a difference. Dad said, what do you got in mind? He said, can you get me a job at the local grocery store? Dad said, sure, that should be easy. What do you wanna do? So I just wanna bag groceries. I said, sure, no problem. Dad goes up, tell the people about it. They said, sure, no problem, bring them down. Son starts bagging groceries. Two weeks in, he comes home to his father. He said, Dad, I'm really enjoying what I'm doing. He said, but I, I wanna do something to make a deeper impact. Dad said, man, yeah, I got it. Just when you bag their groceries, wave at them, tell them have a good day, that's your work. The son said, no, I wanna do something to make a deeper impact. Dad said, what do you have in mind? He said, I wanna make note cards and I want to put them in the bags. Can you help me make copies?" Dad says, sure, man, I got your back. Son starts doing it. One day, the manager comes into the store. He goes upstairs to the team members. He said, um, why is everybody in line eight in this little kid's line? <laughs> <laughs> he says, somebody get on the intercom. Tell them we got seven, we got six, and we got five open. They got on the intercom. They said, guys, we know everybody's in line eight, little Johnny's line. I want y'all to know we got seven, we got six, and we got five open. Nobody moved. He said, go down to the floor and tell them. They ran down to the floor. Hey, guys, we see everybody's in the Johnny the Baggage line. We got seven, we got six, and we got five open. People said, we know.
0: <laughs>
1: they said, we want to get his word of the day. They said it got so crazy, people started getting a stoplight away from the store. Didn't need groceries. They were going to get a loaf of bread and be in line. Calling their friends like, man, you got to come here, you got to get this little kid's note card, right? And the thing that blew my mind was, here you had this kid that drove business to an institution, and it wasn't based upon a business strategy. It was based upon a heart and an intent that was geared in the right place, and it yielded a certain result. At the foundation of it was what? People. People. At the foundation of it, the X factor was how I treat people, how I value people. The product could take care of itself. At the foundation of it, it's this thing they say in football. It's not so much about the X's and the O's as it is about the Jimmy's and the Joe's. Meaning you can have whatever strategy you got. You could be the best coach in the world. You could be Nick Saban. But if you don't have a connection with the players and the people, the strategy that you, ha- the strategy that you have, it will never work. You can have all type of shoes. You can have the best people in the world. If you don't have a connection, it would never work. And so now when I see people, like, I don't see them as just a James, a Allison, a Robert. When I see people and I connect with them, I'm like, that's not by coincidence. When I get offered the opportunity to do something, I'm like, man, I get an opportunity to do this. This is incredible. Like, approaching it with the perspective of, I don't have to, I get to. And I'm a firm believer that perspective drives performance every day of the week. How a person view what they do will always affect how they do what they do. And so if I meet somebody and they say, oh, man, I want to be rich, I'm like, cool, nothing wrong with that. But the true measure of your wealth is if you got it, then you lost it, then how much would you be worth? How much is your character worth? How much is your integrity worth?
0: That was Inky Johnson. His website is inkyjohnson.com. You can check out today's entire talk on the YouTube, but it's called Inky Johnson Speaks to Broad River Retail. All right, my friend, that is it for me. Pick up your QOD merch at qodmerch.com. And also I'll see you on the Instagram at Sean Croxton. I'm out. Have a great day. Peace.